All right, guys, we have a big back-to-work episode of the Northeast Podcast. We keep it Minnesota with Minnesota Nice Tots. Talk about Hawkeye's drop and finish up Christmas rewatch where Kevin becomes a murderer in Home Alone 2. Let's go. And here we go, Northeast Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, I am doing really well. We have an awesome episode for you guys. We have a really cool inter- interview with Andrew from Minnesota Nice Tots, and we actually got to try some of that, so check that out. Uh, we're going to talk about Hawkeye. We have our Christmas rewatch series with uh, Home Alone 2 and some news for you guys, so it's going to be a really fun episode, but before we dive into that, hopefully you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully you guys defused a couple uncomfortable situations by mentioning your friends here at the Northeast Podcast to your friends and family. And uh, hopefully you guys told people to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Northeast Podcast. And if you didn't, now would be a great time for you to do that. And if you're a new listener, welcome. We're glad to have you. And uh, we have a great episode for you guys, I think. I think so. Time will tell. Time will tell. Um, yeah. Also, uh, you can subscribe anywhere you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Northeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Also, we haven't talked about this as a podcast yet, but the Nordies are right around the corner. Oh, I got my mind's racing. Late, late, late uh, December Nordies. It's the what fifth annual Nordies, something like that. Fourth? I don't know. Fourth? Fifth? I think it's fourth. We I don't think we did. Tape. We don't even know how many years we've been doing fourth, this. Fourth, fourth annual Nordy Awards. Pretty much the most important award that. Uh, Actually, I take it back. I think it is the fifth because we've we've done four different breweries have won brewery yeah. of the year. Yeah. Okay. They have. Well, there you go. So we have all kinds of things. I know that because Eric screws it up every time he tries to I go d- back. I through. do. <laughs> I do. I one time one time I posted it wrong on Instagram Oof. when I was at a brewery. So. And you said current Nordy winner or something. Yeah. 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 I did. I did that. That was a mistake. All right, so... Um, That's why Jimbo took away your keys to the... Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think the real point is, is that they won a Nordy, so... At one point, yes. <laughs> All right, guys, so um, hopefully, uh, you know, you guys will help us remember some of our favorite beers, shows, um, movies. Horrible takes. Yeah, etc. from the whole year, so can't wait for that. Um, but, guys, we need to dive into the show, and we need to do it with a, uh, you know, a beer in our hands. So what are we going to be drinking today? We are at... Excuse me. We are at Falling Knife. This is their Goza with sea salt and coriander. It's called Laced Up. It's got some like Chucks looking shoes on there. Yep. Um, Nice 5% right in the very drinkable wheelhouse. Uh, What do you guys think? It's good. I I feel like I maybe brought this to the table just personally when we were doing uh, remote pods. Mm. Um, And I liked it then. I like it now. It's still good. Falling Knife just makes nice, nice beer. Super drinkable. I mean, I could drink 60 of these. You've already had 12, dude. Calm 60. down. I could drink 60. It's a very expensive they're, evening. They're delicious. Yeah, they're very good. All right, guys, here we go. Do we care? We don't have a lot of news this week because it was Thanksgiving, and anyone who was you know, releasing news was doing it at a weird time, even though I feel like this was a week that people probably spent more time looking at their phones. On their devices. Yeah. Uh, but here's what we have. Uh, Amazon is going to make a Mass Effect TV series. What is this? What's Did you Mass guys ever play this game, Mass Effect? I think I played played it way back okay. in the day. There's been a few of them. Yeah. Um, recently, there was one that was like super hyped, and then it was like one of the worst games, and it was really controversial. I remember that. I've never played them, but it is interesting to see. Like, I think it's Paramount put all this money into Halo, so Halo's coming. Um, and then Amazon has a bunch of big shows that they're. I mean, with, between Amazon, like Lord of the Rings and Wheel of Time. Um, 
So this is, I guess, just another one. They're going to have to put a bunch of money in it for it to look even decent. And now you have the bar set by Arcane. <laughs> I know. Which is very high. And I think this will be live action, right? So this oh, isn't really? animated. Yeah. I mean, and dude, people need to rethink what they can do with animation after Arcane. But um, yeah, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm not that excited. Actually, I was going to say I'm excited. I'm like, no, it's probably going to suck. Like, just being serious. I think Arcane proved that the best way to do a video game adaptation is to make it animated. Yeah. Not try and do live action. But Amazon has infinite money, so who cares? So we'll see. Uh, I guess I kind of care, but I don't have high expectations I at all. I don't really care. Uh, it's going to take a lot more than that for me to care. So uh, I kind of trust Amazon in, like, spending enough money so it doesn't suck. You know? mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I kind of think that's what Amazon's into right now. They're just like, hey, guys, it might not be great, but we're going to spend a lot of money yeah. on it, so it's going to look cool. What if we throw another $50 million at it? Will that fix it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, done. Some, it will fix some issues and yeah. introduce other ones. Let's go. <laughs> that's a yes. Okay. All right. So uh, next up, Jim, I know you're excited about this. Some kind of MacGruber thing is dropping in like two weeks. Why should we care? Why don't you guys care about MacGruber at all, dude? It's so funny. funny. Was he like MacGyver, but like not funny? So it's Will Forte and and Kirsten Wig did like that SNL skit back in the day. Whether you liked it or not, it was recurring at a time when like maybe SNL wasn't at its peak. I think they were having like a few off seasons, but it was a funny skit. It always got a laugh. Um, And then they made an over the top SNL movie, MacGruber, which I think is a such a sleeper, so fucking funny, hard R rated. It's gory. It's like just, you know, re- like the swearing is crazy. It's vulgar as hell. And I think it's fantastic. So they're bringing this back. They get the original cast and they're going to do like a, a made for TV movie, whatever, streaming movie. Um, hard R rated. I saw like a teaser clip of it and it was so funny. I was laughing my ass off. I'm excited for this. I know you guys don't care. I can already tell. I'm looking at your blank faces. But. <laughs> I'm excited about it, and it's coming out on uh, Peacock December 16th. It's appointment viewing for me. Uh, I mean, I'm way more excited about, if if it has to be, like, outdated, like, probably won't be funny now comedies, uh, Reno 911 is, like, light years ahead of MacGruber. Oh, I'm excited about that one, too, but as soon as I heard about MacGruber, it jumped Reno 911. I think you're the first person I've ever met in my life that said, MacGruber is a sleeper. It's so fucking funny. Well, go watch it. I have know. you seen it? <laughs> I don't think you have. Dude, the throat ripping, like the scene where he's like, I'll suck your dick. Like, do what you want. Like, I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Our, our podcast is for adults, <laughs> and I can't do the lines because they're too intense. Wow. It's so funny, dude. Um, you guys need to watch it, please. Okay. You're not going to. Let's move on. We can't get him to watch, like, uh, he best, finally best watched. Picture. You guys can't get me to watch, like, pristine yeah like best, best picture yeah. winners he actually did watch gladiator well, it and took that's three my and a half years yeah. yeah can't get him to watch hereditary that's for sure that sounds scary it is <laughs> and you'd love it okay all right uh jurassic world dominion they dropped the first five minutes this can't be a good sign right i don't think so i i didn't think it looked good at all dude these movies i haven't liked them since jurassic park 2 and that was like in 1996 i'm not even sure i like jurassic park 2 it was fine. Jurassic Park like 1 Jurassic was Park cool. 1 is like perfection, right? And then it's just obviously downhill from there. Everything else is pretty bad. Um, 3 is I don't awful. love Chris Pratt anymore. I, I mean, as in the Guardians, he's fantastic. Everything else, I'm kind of done with him a little bit. Um, so I'm not looking forward to that. And like, dude, this like five minutes didn't sell me on it at all. It was like a lot of bad CGI of a lot of dinosaurs. And, and then like a T-Rex storms into like a, a drive-in movie in current times though 
like modern day, but I don't know why they're at a drive-in. COVID. Um, sure. <laughs> there you go. COVID. Um, don't care. The dinosaurs look better in 1994 for some reason. Uh, dude, I'm out on this. Don't care. I was excited when Jurassic World, the first one, was coming out. Like, right. You know, purely from a nostalgic perspective. Uh, perspective. Yeah, sure. Um, that's the right word. Um, I thought. Uh, you know, Chris Pratt's star was kind of still kind of going up at the time. Oh yeah, they had the, they had the Raptors back. It was going to be a little bit more intense. It was this whole theme park thing. It didn't really work. Then the next one, Fallen Kingdom or whatever, Ooh. was even worse. And, and then there was another one, right? Oh my God! There's this there is the been fourth three. One? Oh my God! I, I don't know. It's so forgettable. I, I didn't know. even. I don't even think I watched it. And I'm not going to watch this one. No, I, I don't think I will. I don't really care. No, nah, don't care. I don't care at all. I would watch Jurassic Park 1 again, and that's about it. Yeah, that movie's perfect. Yeah. All right, so then, uh, guys, the Beatles Get Back documentary just dropped. Um, I don't think any of us watched it. Jim, you tried to? I tried to watch it. I watched it a little bit. I was starting to fall asleep, dude. It's like, I feel like they found this footage, right, that was like, you know, they got this whole story behind it. It's like, we filmed for, you know, four days or five days over the course of this time where the Beatles had gotten back together to do this live show they hadn't worked together in a while they had to write all these songs you know for this tv special they were doing um but it's really like it's pretty dry and it's pretty boring I mean it is it is kind of cool to see these you know four artists come together um you know late in their career after they've experienced like so much success and try to like write songs together and they're incredible I mean it's it is like the way they work is is pretty wild but I mean, it's kind of interesting to see like Yoko like coming and just sitting literally. There's five chairs for them to work on, and she's one of the chairs, and she just sits right next to um, John and doesn't say a fucking word. She just like looks at the ground, but she has to be there. It's so weird. Like there's some of that stuff that's like semi interesting, but overall, man, it was really dry. I don't know if this is more for like a like a little older audience, like a kind of a boomer audience or what, but. Just because you have footage doesn't necessarily mean you have to make a special if it's not that captivating. Was that the live show that they did where Yoko came out and was just like screaming? Maybe into the microphone. Maybe it gets ah! like really. Maybe it gets like really interesting if I keep stick with it. But they did not capture my attention in forty minutes of of me trying to watch this thing. Well, isn't it like three episodes and they're all like one hundred and fifty minutes each? I have no idea. It didn't seem like it, it was coming to any kind of conclusion in the episode I was watching. I think so it's like, super long. I think it's like six hours. Yeah, I'm sure there's diehards that'll watch this. A little older audience that had like grown up with the Beatles or whatever, maybe are interested in this. I don't think it's for people that are under thirty five, where I'm right at the edge of that. So yeah, man. I just don't think this is probably for us. But. And Peter Jackson did this, right? I think he, yeah, I think he edited it. Like his, and, his project. You know, and it's it's kind of weird because a lot of it was audio that they did separately from video. And so they'll have like video of them kind of hanging out and then they'll like superimpose different audio over it. And so you can't really tell who's talking because they all are like mushmouth fucking Liverpoolians. Yeah. And all like, well, John, if you just go in. You're like, I can't tell who the fuck is talking. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it is interesting to see this footage no one's seen before, but I'm sure there's like a lot of footage that's way better that I haven't seen. Maybe I should just seek that out if I really cared, which I guess I don't. If there was like a 45-minute version, like a like a Cliff's Notes yeah. version of this, I would probably watch it. Right. But I'm not sitting through six hours. They tried to put all the footage and all the audio they had. They didn't want to leave anything out out of respect to the Beatles or whatever. This seems it's like all in there. something that would be like on an infomercial like in the 80s. Like, yeah. You get... Six VHSs. Call yeah. now for free shipping. <laughs> Six hours of the Beatles recording. Never yeah. before seen. Never of before. them talking yeah. about sandwiches. An order now, and I you will, will double your order. I like a bigger sandwich, Joan. Like, dude, 
stop. I don't care. Do you, okay. Do you guys know how There's like, audio in here? A little, a little wonky here. Do you guys know how in like baseball, people are like, well, the greatest baseball player of all time is Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Yeah. And then it's just like we have to just accept that for eternity and pretend that like humans haven't gotten better at things. That's how I feel about the Beatles. I feel like everyone's just like, well, the Beatles are the best band ever. The Beatles aren't even as good as the Rolling Stones. They're not even the best English band from that time. I it's don't close. care about the Beatles. They have some good songs. I'm not trying to act like they made they nothing have good. A lot of great, amazing songs. Too. Like we have to just pretend every Beatles song is a great song. We're like Blackbird. Amazing. No one. What likes a that. fucking. Are you kidding? Blackbird's a jam all time. <laughs> it's such a it's great song. Timer. That's an all time song. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can tell you right it's now. Top I've fifty. Never, I've never heard it. Blackbird. <laughs> You're so full of shit. I don't even know the words. That's I why don't I'm... like the Beatles. No. I'm not going to sing it. Um, I already did some really killer impressions of the Beatles, and you guys weren't really loving it. So I'm not going to sing now, too. But oh, just the Beatles. It's just cheesy. Like there's a lot of cheese. They're there. just so cheesy. Like early Beatles blows, but like once they got experimental and weird, all their shit was fire. Yeah. Once they were like, all right. Drugs are cool. George Harrison, you can make our music for us because you're the most talented Beatle. All right, so here's what I would be interested in with the Beatles. If there was a documentary that could prove that when you played the album backward, it said Paul is dead, and that because he wasn't wearing shoes and he was out of step in Abbey Road, that he actually had died and they replaced him. If they could prove that, you'd be interested in that? Yeah, hell yeah. If that was a documentary proving that, I would be fucking in. Yeah, that sounds cool. Short of that, that, short of that, not interested. Okay. So normal stuff, which this is very much normal Beatles stuff. Yeah. You're out. I'm out. All right. Okay. Um, guys, here we go. Now we are going to our interview with Andrew from Minnesota Nice Tots. All right. And here we go. We have Andrew from Minnesota Nice Tots. Andrew, how are you doing? Good. How are you guys? Doing well. Good. Hey, we're good. We're happy to have you here. We just got done eating your delicious tater tot hot dish, and it was uh, better than I think I can describe. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Like, it's, it's one of those things, like, you've had it a million times, right? Grandma made it. You know, the can of cream of mushroom soup. Yeah. This is different. It usually tastes about the same. They're every all the time, same, right? This is different. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is different. Very this different. hits different. <laughs> yeah. First bite, I was like, okay, all right. So you can do a little more with this than what I've had in the past. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So um, people can follow uh, you at Minnesota Nice Tots on Facebook. Yep. Uh, and on Twitter and Instagram at MN Nice Tots. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So go give them a follow. You're definitely going to want to. And uh, you've been at a couple events recently? Yeah, a couple of breweries in the last two months. Uh, so my first ever event was in October at Bent Brew Stillery. Okay. And set up a booth, and I was only doing, I was selling it take and bake uh, style. There's a lot of, it was kind of a spicy themed, so I made all mine spicy and had a decent, uh, some decent sales there. Nice. Um, and then from then, I've just been doing a weekly pre-order system through Talk, and then um, for pickup on Saturdays in my at my northeast home uh, off of Marshall Street. Beautiful, convenient. Yes, just two, I'm just two blocks down from Betty Danger. Okay. All right. Perfect. So here's my first question for you: Why hot dish? What made you settle on hot dish? And maybe what's uh, you know some of your cooking experience or culinary journey? Yeah, so grew up, my mom made, you know, a bunch of different hot dishes, and I'm sure everyone out here <laughs> is the same story, um, but tater tot was always my favorite, um, and as I was getting, like, high school age, I'm, like, wanting a little extra something, I'm like, this needs something extra, so I started, like, putting Cajun seasoning on there, and um, as I 
into my 20s, started to really like spicy food, and then it dawned on me, hey, I can make this spicy. So did that, and then it's just kind of progressed. It's been like the thing, the most, the food I've made the most in my life uh, consistently, and finally dawned on me with the help of friends and like every time I'm talking to my friends about it, they're like, oh, you should do this, and you should do this. And one of the big ideas was uh, to do, get, get rid of that Campbell's. Let's do yeah. homemade mushroom soup. And um, another, uh, like, different idea. So those tots, uh, we, I tossed those in Wagyu beef tallow. So just do something a little extra, make it unique. And then, so I'll do traditional and spicy for those. <clears throat> Dude, so good. Yeah, I worked at, I've worked on the front of house side of uh, restaurants for like the last 15 years. And currently at Josefina. And the executive chef was nice enough to be like, you can use our prep kitchen when we're not using it. So, dude, that's huge. Deal breaker. It's kind of cool to hear, like, all right, this awesome restaurant gets a ton of respect. Also, pretty cool with employees. <laughs> like, kind of nice to hear. It is the most positive environment I've ever worked in. Like, uh, front of house, back of house, we get along where no one's yelling at each other. <laughs> we're all just, yeah, it's a great, great staff. Nice. All right. So, what is the difference between hot dish and casserole? Name, the name, <laughs> Not where you live. Yeah. If you go to Missouri, it's casserole. In Minnesota, it's hot dish. I think it might be, it's like gray duck here. Maybe oh, it's only hot dish in Minnesota. I don't know. I, I heard Wisconsin, you go across the border to Wisconsin, it's casserole. And South Dakota, casserole. <clears throat> if someone said, Fuck we're going to have so. tater tot casserole, I'd be like, what even is that? It <laughs> yeah. doesn't even make sense. Right. All right. Is the dish hot? I don't know. You know? Yeah. Better be hot at least. Okay. <laughs> So you're kind of saying this, people can uh, pre-order on, what's the, the site called? So it's uh, Talk is the uh, website. Uh, a lot of restaurants around Minneapolis use it for like reserva- reserving tables. Uh, but it's so, and uh, there's a direct link on my Instagram. That's probably the best way to get to it. Just, yeah, because yeah. it's, uh, it's exploretalk.com is the full website name. And then you just, and then, you know, slash, and then my Minnesota name. Okay. All right, so you said you have like a regular version and a spicy version. Are there any future hot dishes or flavors that you're kind of looking to get into? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to do a curry. Oh, hell yeah. Tater tot hot dish, uh, a black and blue. It's like uh, like Cajun with potentially, I'm going to see how blue cheese crumbles would work with that. Cool. Um, Tex-Mex version. And then I also want to change up the cheeses and do like maybe do a cheese curd hot dish uh, or just, yeah, change up the cheeses so it's not always cheddar and um, do different specials when I can. It's a one-man show, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I might uh, need a business partner at some point or just someone helping me with uh, prepping it because it's it's a lot for one person to to do like 20 pounds of beef in one night. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. It's good problems to have though, right? I mean, like, you know, you're making them, you're selling them and, and growth you know, it comes with some pains, but that's awesome. All right, so here's an idea for you. All right, did you like the show back in the day, Epic Meal Time? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so for those the of you YouTube guys, shit? Yeah, okay. for those of you who don't remember, Epic Meal Time was like these bros who would just... Bacon bacon flips. Yeah, bacon flips. Bacon, and mm. then they would have... The sauce like, boss. Sauce boss. Yeah. sauce boss, yeah. And then they would like make... So I think that once every two weeks or once every week... You should make not a bunch, but just one hot dish using fast food 
or some weird food from the grocery store. And you should make like an Instagram live. And you should be like, I'm making pork rind hot dish tonight. Yeah. And then like you just go live, you make it, you try it. Sometimes it's a failure, sometimes it's a success. So I had some that I think you should go with. All right. <laughs> if it's epic meal time, I'm thinking raisin canes has to be involved somehow. Okay. Because everybody likes it. You go Texas toast somehow in there. Obviously, some kind of chicken hot dish. I don't know. You could take the Texas toast and like break it up mm-hmm. into little pieces. Mm-hmm. Maybe that might dry out a little too much, but hey. you can figure that out. Well, that's on he's his a chef. Out. Yeah, yeah he's I a mean, chef. He knows you know, what he's doing. Hey, it's a test kitchen for uh, a reason. <laughs> uh, a Big Mac hot dish. That seems like a slam dunk. Yeah, get that Ooh, lettuce yeah. right in there. Bake it in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Some, yeah, microwave the lettuce separately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, going, I'm going Arby's uh, beef and cheddar hot dish. All right, this one has legs. <laughs> Just that I had that for lunch. <laughs> and then you get some curly fries. Curly fries are the topping. Yeah, oh, yeah. Arby's oh, beef curly fries. Uh, curly fries blowtorch. Yes. On the top. In Check B- out the Instagram, B- everybody. I just posted the, the blowtorch finish on it. Very nice. Right out of the oven. Hit the blowtorch. Toss Andrew, the, very impressive. Toss the curlies and some beef tallow, and you're ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Because um, we all have beef tallow laying around. <laughs> right. I don't know. Is there any other that you guys can think of? No, I like the Arby's one. I think the best. Yeah, yeah. you nailed it. I think it'd be cheddar, fun. Yeah, just, dish. you know, get people involved in the test kitchen shit. When you're putting together this curry, the black and blue even, mm-hmm. let's, let's get behind the scenes. I love it. I think it's the Instagram uh, you is the star of the show. Giving us some of this content, people would love it. Um, all right, so what we need now is for all of us to take a second, and you guys can play with us at home. We are going to play a this or that with Midwestern food. Okay. All right. This or that. So you can make your argument as to why, um, but you, we have to pick between the two which is the better of each of these things. All right. So we're going to start right away. This one should probably be easy for all of us. But green bean casserole or tater tot hot dish. Well, who's if tater tot hot this dish? This tater tot yeah. hot dish. Yeah, for sure. Uh, green, I'd say green bean casserole. No, well, yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. I was gonna, I'm well, done. Yeah, I'm <laughs> you, you could make the argument. You like I eat this shit all the time. Yeah, it's kind of nice to, to have some green beans that. every once in a while. You know, yeah. it's a lot of meat. Yeah. I mean, what's better, green beans or tater tots? I mean, tater tots all day. All yep. day. Tater tot hot dish, not close. Yep. All right, brats, Chicago dog. Brats. I'm going brats. I'm a brat guy. Yeah, I'd go brats too. Um, you even I, lived in Chicago for I, a little bit, didn't you? No, I don't think. Uh, all that stuff is necessary. Yeah. All that means is that your hot dog sucks. Like the, the hot dog itself sucks. Right. That you got to put celery salt and pepperoncinis and tomatoes I on a hot dog. I think celery salt might be point. the worst thing ever, too. It's just terrible. It ruins everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't have it that often, so I can't. I don't know. I mean, I worked at the National Sports Center, and my main job was making Chicago dogs. Oh. Oh, God. And they were just awful. They were so bad. Nothing like, you could do to save them, though? You just did as um, told, and they were trash. We huh? usually just messed with them. Like, my brother would work with me, and he wouldn't do any work, except he would take all of the peppers, and he would squeeze all of the seeds into a bowl, and then on a random one, he'd pour all the seeds underneath the hot dog. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we were doing back this, I just want you guys to know, I've been a professional in my job for like 10 years, so this is distant past right, right, stuff. Right. But yeah, they're terrible. I hope somebody listening was like, that son of a bitch. I, yeah. I went to me. a lot of I Minnesota Thunder games, and let me tell you, there's some spicy Chicago dogs. <laughs> um, all right, Juicy Lucy. I know these aren't similar foods, but mm-hmm. these are like the two things everyone always says are like the main food of Minnesota. The Juicy Lucy or Wallop. Should we oh. let Andrew go? I, I have my answer, but... Yeah, it's Juicy uh, Lucy. Yeah, Juicy Lucy. It's walleye for me. I would never go to a restaurant and order walleye. Like, ever. Well, you're, not get, you're probably not getting walleye. Get like a walleye sandwich. It's actually fire. 
Most places know how to do it. I've, I've worked at one place that had really good like fish fry, and they actually use walleye in that, yeah. that Twin City Grill. That okay. one, they do a good walleye there. <clears throat> I mean, I know my answer was not going to be popular, but we can move on. It's the Juicy Lucy, which is like kind of overrated, but is is delicious. Do you want fries or coleslaw, Jim? Because you're getting coleslaw with the with the walleye. <laughs> Side of fries, please. <laughs> All right, deep dish pizza or toasted ravioli? Hmm. I'm not a big deep dish person. Yeah, it's. It's too much. It's too much crust. Too yeah, much crust. A lot of bread. Too much cheese. Cr- then they put the big crushed tomatoes sometimes in there. Don't love those always. You know what deep dish pizza is? It's a casserole. It yeah. is. I'm out on deep dish pizza. I don't even know what my experience with toasted ravioli is, but I'm going that. It's oh, that fantastic. Bomb. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> okay, I'm going toasted ravioli. Andrew? Same. Same. Okay. All right, this one is uh, maybe divisive. Oh, shit. Pickle roll-ups or pigs in a blanket? <sighs> so you're talking about the, the redneck sushi. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, pickle, cream, corn cheese. beef, or ham. I mean, there's other options in there, but I prefer the corned beef. The cheap stuff. Yeah, cheaper the better. Yeah, or pigs in a blanket with those like little puff, little smokies yeah. with crescent rolls. Yeah. I think is what you usually wrap them in. I'm going. I'm going with that. Pigs in a blanket with a little mustard dipping sauce. I mean, those are nice, but no, for me, dude. If for me, it, when done right, Minnesota sushi is fire. I know why Eric picked the pigs in a blanket because he gets a dip with it. Yeah, <laughs> he loves the dip. <laughs> it's, a dip it's a dipping food. Uh, pickle roll, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You lost. Pickle roll How does wins. that feel? It feels terrible. All right, cheese curds or fried pickles? Oh, fried pickles. Fried pickles for me, too. Not even close. Yeah. I don't love cheese curds. I can eat like two and I enjoy it, and then I'm like, I'm out. It's, a, it's, it's too much. It's a little bit of a gut bomb. Mm-hmm. What are you dipping the, the fried pickles in? Like, if there's like a spicy homemade ranch, ranch, that would be spicy really ranch. Yeah. Spicy yeah. homemade spicy ranch. Spicy ranch, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I'm going fried pickles. I think this is a shocker. I thought cheese curds was running away with this. I got to, I mean, I've had so many cheese curds and not a whole lot of fried pickles that often, but probably lean towards if I had to, could never have one again, then I'd have to do cheese curds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. I get yeah. that. Totally get it. All right. Watergate salad, which is like that green goo, maybe pistachio. I don't know what's in there. Apple. Apple. apple, apple cool weird whip. salad, which for some reason got picked by someone as the... The food of the Thanksgiving food of Minnesota. Of Minnesota yeah, like on the yeah. Today Show. Which we'll never let that go, apparently. Or no. Oreo fluff. Uh, neither? I mean, they're like the same thing, but just different. Oreo flavor. fluff sounds good. I don't know what that is. That's like when they do that thing where like they take the whipped cream and the Oreos and they like put it in a blender and like whip it up. And then it's like served in like every deli in Minnesota. That sounds fantastic, dude. I'm going Oreo fluff. I'm going to go with that. I don't think I've ever even I'm had abstaining. It. You're going to. Okay. You're, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, I've never had Oreo fluff. I can't. I don't know. Oreo fluff's good. <clears throat> You've had it. Oh yeah. Okay, so it is. Yeah. Because I didn't really trust Eric. To sometimes be honest, they, they, they put like. Sometimes it's a little weird. Like they put like grapes in it. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm I'm cool with that too. It makes it healthy. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> puppy chow or special K bars. Oh, puppy chow. Puppy chow. Puppy chow is puppy like chow. perfection. I'm going special K bars. I'm a little surprised how quickly you guys. So are yeah. we talking the special K bars? Like they're called like uh, Scotcheroos. Yeah. yeah, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had those way they're too okay. many as a kid. Give me the puppy chow. Yeah. Because I'll just snack on a bowl of that like all day long. Now you can buy it in bags and shit, like already made for you. I still think the homemade is better though. Way better. Mm-hmm. But I'm but just saying, like road trip snack. Fire. Road trip snack. It's moving up the list of road yeah. trip snacks. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for coming over, sharing your hot dish with us. It was actually just fantastic. I know we all loved it. Um, you guys can definitely find uh, him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, on Facebook, it's Minnesota Nice Tots. On Twitter and Instagram, it's MN Nice Tots. So go um, 
click on that, go to that, check that out, follow it, and then uh, go to the link and, and buy yourself a, a pre-made. You won't regret it. It's super delicious. If you're bold and ballsy, uh, get the spicy. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome to watch your journey. Hopefully see you guys at a bunch of different places or you at a bunch of places over the next uh, few months and years. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things I was going to say. Make sure you follow Instagram in case, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, before we started recording that you did an event at Modest uh, for Small Business Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you sold out yeah. in, you know, like two, three hours or whatever, which is super incredible, um, especially for your business. So, yeah, make sure you follow him on Instagram so that, you know, a lot of our listeners do like to go to breweries. So make sure you follow him. So if he says, hey, this Saturday, I'm going to be at, you know, Falling Knife Brewing, you know, you can you can show up and have some amazing hot dish and grab a beer and uh, enjoy your weekend. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And give it a follow. Minnesota Nice Tots. Bam. All right, bro. All right, guys. Thanks to Andrew and Minnesota Nice Tots. Definitely give them, uh, you know, give them a follow. It was really good, super tasty, lots of fun. And uh, hopefully you guys can get yourself to an event that they are at. So here we go. We're back with Hot Rex and Not Rex. This week, we're only going to talk about the big new show that dropped on Disney+. And that was two episodes of Hawkeye. We've been waiting for this one. Have been waiting for this one. And uh, I was really expecting it to be kind of like... Um, uh, what's the the movie in the skyscraper? Skyscraper. No, Christmas movie. Die, die Hard. Die Hard. I was expecting it to be like a little more Die Hardy, um, and a little more Christmas. Yep. Uh, I was kind of fell short on both of those, uh, but I did think it was a lot of fun for the first two episodes of of something I think is going to be sad that it's only six. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think I was disappointed. I didn't have super high expectations for the show. I had high expectations for Haley Steinfeld, and I think she was awesome. Like, I think her performance as this kind of, like, plucky, badass, you know, maybe a little bit lucky sometimes, up-and-coming superhero. Um, Like, humble, though, right? Like, she knows she has kind of no business doing what she's doing, but she just is, you know... She can't help ...strong-willed enough that she's going to do it. Um, I think she was great. I think some of the dialogue was, like, really bad, and she helped that along. Like, she elevated it. Maybe not quite enough, but a lot. Um, I think she was great. Jeremy Renner... He is what we thought he was. Uh, I think I don't think I'm, he's going to come out of this being like, wow, new respect for Hawkeye as a character. Not maybe as much as we saw with some of these other shows, right? Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm enjoying it. Um, if it drops on a Wednesday, it might be like, let's watch it before Saturday for me. I- I'll just get it done, but not like rush to it. Uh, Ryan, what did, what did you think on this? So you watched them both? Yeah, I was kind of bored. Yeah. I'll be honest. A little bit at times. Um, I didn't. Like, I don't want to spoil it, but there's, uh, you know, a certain scene in the second episode where I was like, really? Um, where he goes into the park. I was mm-hmm. just like, okay, this is like... The LARPing stuff? Yeah, I, li- I like that. was kind of silly. I, I, didn't, I didn't love that. Well, I was out on that. Yeah. Um, I like, I, they're like trying to make it... Like, when you try to make something like really silly and fun, it can either work or not work. And I think when they're it trying doesn't, to like it hurts him, the show. I think he's been so crabby. And that, like, the only thing we've seen him have was like, he carried some emotional weight in... Um, Endgame, um, but he has never really had anything that wasn't serious or sad or crabby or sarcastic. And I think they're trying to like build like he is a fun guy and he is a kind guy deep down. And he don't you know yeah. they're trying to do that and like it's not all worked. But 
But they I think did that. It's with a great his, way to do it. They with did Christmas, that, right? They did that with his family. Yeah. yeah, like that was already done. Yeah, they tried with that, and then to do the show, they got rid of his family essentially. Yeah. You know, like he's just like blowing off his family for to spend time with like a eighteen year old girl. girl yeah, jeez, a, a little weird. Maybe that's me. Maybe I'm like projecting. But I, I feel like it's a little weird for them to be like in apartment together. Yeah, I thought okay. so too. All right, so we I, shouldn't have that thought. I kinda, you're not meant to though. I. I I feel like his wife should be having that thought. I think, <laughs> right? Yeah, That's he calls her tw- every other day, though. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, uh, don't don't bother me or worry about me. I got superhero stuff going don't on. Don't call again. me, and I won't call you either. <laughs> but I'll be home in a few days." <laughs> Uh, we're sidetracked because that's yeah. not the A line. That's like the the you know Z line that shouldn't even be talked about. Um, so, anyways, I liked it. A couple you know so so action scenes in there so far. I like that they're setting up a bit of a murder mystery, which I think can help a lot because I do kind of care what's going on with that. I think like the the her you know new stepdad or whatever the guy is. I have a theory that he is going to be maybe a well known actor or even a character we've seen before in makeup because. If you look at his face on HD, he it looks like some prosthetic stuff, which I think would be a fun reveal. So that's my little early early theory. Um, but otherwise, you know, what we got four more. Let's go. Should be fun. Yeah, and if he is somebody else, maybe you know he's brainwashing the mom. Yeah, Vera Farmiga. Right, know? right, right. Who's you know does a good job. Yeah, she's fine. I, I used to think she was like this really really great actress. I think she just kind of does like Conjuring movies in this, and she's fine. But yeah, she was really good in um, the George Clooney movie. Up in the air. Yeah, right? And That's when I was like, damn, this chick's going to have yeah, like a she's huge career, and she kind of just does pop whatever easy Literally stuff, like six horror films easy, in a row. Easy you know? shit. I yeah. don't know. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, this is this is worth watching. Um, I think it's going to fall somewhere probably above Winter Soldier for me, and then below uh, Wanda, and, and below... Um, what was the other one? The, Loki. Loki, for sure. Loki's still yeah, number one. Loki's so. number one. Yeah, it's I, good shit. It's fine. I, Eric mentioned this off-pod, but... You know, we're already a third done. Yeah. And not a lot has happened. Yeah. Um, I'd give the first two episodes like a C. Ooh, I'd give them like a B. Yeah, B-. I'd say a B. I thought it was like fun. Maybe I'm being overly harsh. I just, I don't know. I didn't really. It's got to it's gotta do a lot more, for sure. I just didn't. It was one of those, like, I found myself looking at my phone a little more than I thought I would be for a Marvel show. Given, yeah, given how long we've waited and how much we've amped it up. So, yeah, yeah we care, though, and we're into it. We do. We do care. And the other thing that we, care about we care about is our next segment. Yes! <laughs> this is going to be Mary Rewatch, you filthy animals. And uh, this week, we are watching... Home Alone 2. Run it back. Oh, we ran it back and they ran it back. And then they ran it back again. Yes. They run. They ran back the run back. I mean, I've never seen something quite so formulaic. I mean, I would like to almost look at like the runtime and note down not only that the, the plot beat for beat happens exactly, like almost when it happens is probably like, yep, and at the 17-minute mark, he's lost. And at the 25-minute mark, he's having his mon- like fun time montage. You know, and then at like the 25 minute mark, he meets the scary person for the first time. Uh, it's literally the same movie, but this time in New York City. And then the 40 minute mark, he's got to play the angels with even filthier souls. Oh, God. Yeah. Shoot them and everyone pretend. I like- mean, it was like every gag, every story point. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe like I'm, I'm ripping this movie when it's like it was never meant to be high art. But the first one we all agreed was like an original idea. 
well done, well acted, well written, like fucking smart movie, original score, which this movie also has bomb music, but um, yeah, man, you know, if you like the first one, you're going to like this one, but less. I think the amount of money they made on the first one, the studio was like, don't touch it yeah just change the venue right and they're yeah. like actually i was thinking about do- no did, mike did, what did, mike <laughs> what did i just say they were like how about a different kid john, john it's not realistic that his family would ever lose him twice and they're like we got that figured out uh, i guess we'll come up with something that yeah. guy got fired yeah from <laughs> right. the writer's room thrown out the window yeah. like in the meme pretty much yeah the writer's room meme um i just think it's hard yeah. because this story was a one movie story a hundred percent it's that a, is one a one-time story. thing that would happen to a family yes and so the fact that it happened again and that his parents didn't lose custody of all their kids and weren't thrown into jail or like something. Well, especially like they were so cautious, like, where's Kevin? Where's Kevin? Then they yeah. played the gag like, here I am. You know, I'm yeah. in the front seat. Yeah. And then like the mom gets in the plane and the stewardess is like, ma'am, you have to sit down. And she's like, oh, I guess I'm not going to go make sure Kevin's on the plane. Yeah, right. Like I that know. was the end of it. Like, well, you- and that and then they're like, they just book it through the airport. I, the kid is, okay, he's 10 in this movie. He was eight in the last one. I'm not going to assume that all my kids are keeping up with me perfectly running through the airport. I mean, it's they're just irresponsible. That's all there is to it. It was annoying. If you can't handle it, don't have five fucking kids, dude. Yeah. I just thought it was ridiculous that they just ran away from their kid. I would have, if this happened to me, I would have tied my kid to me. Yep. This is the time for a leash. Where I, I would say yeah. it's okay... Uh, knowing your history with your son Kevin, it's okay for you to have a leash on him. Yeah. So the fact of the matter is, he ends up on the wrong plane, which I actually thought they somehow figured that out and it made enough sense. I didn't hate that with no. the boarding passes falling. No, I, I thought it was it. like smart enough that you're like, that's plausible. We're giving it a plausible at this point. Yeah. I, I thought that they actually did that pretty well. So there were some things that were fine, um, but I did like when he was like kind of excited to be in New York City. Uh, he had a whole lot of cash. They use the little talk back thing. They I know that you love that. And I, I will say that like the thing that I think is probably the most underrated part of these movies is that they did such a magical job of like setting up the big gags and setting up the big funny things in the beginning of these movies. Right. And like to make things make sense, they add a lot of little context things and clues early in the movie that you'll be like, oh yeah, they did say that earlier in the movie. Yeah. You know, and so I think that that is, is kind of fun about all of this. Um, he does like this like kid's dream of like you can order all the room service you want and you can cannonball into the pool and then you can go on a limo ride with a pizza to a toy store. <laughs> and it's like I, I kind of found myself being like, man, when yeah. I was a kid, I would have killed someone to do these things, you yeah. know, and cheese pizza Instead, just the way just, you like it never mind <laughs> yeah. and so it, it was funny to me um and all that stuff was was fun and nostalgic but it was a lot less um kevin in this movie i thought mm. and i think that was kind of a problem it wasn't that he was in it less but it was like the personal time that you got with kevin in the first movie that kind of made you fall in love with the character is not really happening in this yeah. one well it's it, a lot more of him playing off they brought in a lot of like um, comedic actors, right? Like Tim Curry, who did a good job. Rob, Sh- Rob Schneider, who was good. Um, they had like a lot more scenes with other actors and characters, which I think worked in this. I think it was fine, but you're right. You know, there's not just like extended montages and scenes of him like entertaining the audience right. by himself. Well, because in the first one, it was literally home alone because he was at home by himself. Right. This is him like gallivanting around New York City. You know, like you said, there, there's a lot like bigger set pieces, you know, Duncan's toy chest and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. 
So I think that when he goes to the toy store, they kind of set up like this weird like toy store heist thing eventually. And the whole toy store thing was weird because it was like one of those ones where they don't have any toys. They're like commercial toys. They have like homemade toys. Yeah, like wooden airplanes. Yeah. Like who the hell is spending all their money on that? That's weird. What is it like? Like at this time, where were the Furbies? Yeah. Like it just was missing. Yeah. Like there was not one Nintendo to be seen. in there. Right, right, right. It was just like missing the things that I would expect to see there, which was weird. Um, the t- turtle dove thing didn't work for me. Uh, the The weird lady who brings him home. Like the weird the the bird lady, the bird lady? brings oh, yeah. him home. Uh, I, I thought that played. That got me emotional again. I didn't this like poor that. homeless bird lady. Yeah, but do we want like homeless adults bringing kids to their weird homes? I don't know. Thought it was a little weird. <laughs> well, no, but in this movie, <laughs> um, so you know, I thought that stuff was was good, uh, or was just okay. Um, it was very convenient. He had family there who were building a house, and. They just didn't They're give us... They're renovating the house. Yeah, they didn't give us quite the montage of, like, fun destruction. They were kind of like, mm. he just, he's he's battle-tested, he's jaded to the world, and he knows what he has to do. And yeah, and he goes way harder on these criminals <laughs> than the last one. I think this was like... like he literally kills them 17 times. This was us watching um, Kevin uh, turn into... a. Jigsaw. Uh, a murderer, yeah. Well, you know the Jigsaw theory. No. That he became Jigsaw. I love that. Yeah, Kevin McAllister. That is the real. Yeah, go ahead and look it up because they get down to every little fucking detail. They make it work to the point where they could just make it canon if they wanted. It's it's It works. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's a complete maniac in this movie. Um, so he sets up the house to, you know have all these traps but these traps are not like the first one because last week we talked about what was the worst one and we said the paint can to the head i said the tarantula bite the the, burning and the burning of the hand i said and you said the burning of the scalp yeah and he still by the way had that scar in his. that was a nice touch yeah yeah. enjoyed that so that's what we were talking about those were like the least bad things that could have happened in this one right 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 they constantly are falling multiple stories to their back (laughs) They, oh my god, how many times did they use that gag? Uh, Everybody fell on their back so many times. Well, then poor Marv, uh, dude fell on top of him yeah. after he had fallen on his back. That was nice. Uh, Harry gets his head started on fire again. This time he sticks his head into a toilet that's full of some kind of like gasoline, gasoline yeah. that explodes. Definitely killed him. <laughs> that was his first death. These are fucking cats. Um, Marv, a lot of deaths. Well, yeah, you skipped the bricks. Oh, Marv gets hit in the face from about 40 feet. With bricks like six times. Yep. Killing uh, him each time. Each time. I mean, like, bringing. I mean, the first brick yeah. to his skull would crush yeah. it in. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. he yeah. would be literally dead. Yeah. There'd be like brains everywhere. Yeah. Um, he, he, uh, he also electrocutes Marv. Yeah. Um, and the worst. Turning him into the sight gag skeleton that we yeah. only see in cartoons and Home Alone 2. So, in this, he, he, uh, he's electrocuting him and like Marv is cranking up the voltage. <laughs> Marv is is like cooking and he's screaming in agony and there's smoke coming from him and he turns it up. <laughs> no, he doesn't just like crank it to the right. He like is like slowly like you can hear like the clicks. It's like maniacal. Yeah, like he's enjoying oh, this. He's yep. just a sicko at this point. Yeah. Um, the only thing I felt like this movie was really missing was like when he ca- catches like catches them with like a bear trap and then like he takes a screwdriver. And like gouges their eyes out before like decapitating. Gives them, them maybe like I don't know a saw, 
<laughs> in order to release <laughs> to escape. Like, just saying. Just throwing that up. Yeah, there. I mean, he goes way too far. Um, it's it's. I mean, the burning of the rope too. They're like <laughs> climbing halfway oh, down, yeah. and he starts the kerosene-soaked rope Love on it. fire. <laughs> um, I thought that the how and what if? Okay, sorry. If the cops show up and Kevin's there. And they know who he is. Mm-hmm. How could he explain any of this to the police officers? He would be in juvie or they're, like, they're like, I'm 10. They're yeah, like, kid. he's a cute kid. They're like, kid, you could have gone to the police at literally any moment. Right. You didn't need to kill these men. He's like, well, that's the fun of it, isn't it? That's, <laughs> yeah. the ho- that's what the holidays mean to me. What do they mean How to you? How else am I supposed to get an erection? These are the... <laughs> Dude, uh, he, it's, it, it's, I would just say this, uh, they turned it up too many notches and it was distracting. Yeah. I kept saying like, oh, he's dead. I just, the, the craziest coincidence of all, of course, him getting lost and all these different things is that it was the same robbers in a whole different city across the whole country. Of course, yeah. you got to just suspend belief for that. And I'm glad they did because they were, you know, very good. Again, they uh-huh. like awesome physical humor with this. As cheesy as it is, and how many times I was watching me like, wow, that is a stretch and a half. Um, and they, you know, what did they write this in a week and a half, two weeks to get this thing done? My kids were watching it, and they were cracking up. Like, when the whole staff is in there, and he's, like, doing the the play pause with the TV, and then it's they great. run. It's great. Dude, my kids were belly laughing. And then the bricks, like, <laughs> what we talked about, were, like, you kept keep, keep thinking, like, the shorter <laughs> one's going to finally catch a brick. Yeah. And then at the last minute, it's the tall one again yeah, and again. over and over. Dude, Billy was, like, rolling on the floor laughing. Like, they loved this movie. And so sometimes I have to step back and be like, yeah, Home Alone 1 works for every single person that can watch it. Um, but my kids liked Home Alone 2 better. And so in that way, it was a successful movie. It was just way more of a kid's movie. So I would say that they turned the sound effects way up. In this one? Yeah. Like a lot of sound effects. A lot of silly sound effects. Which was a little strange for me. Um, and I thought like the the murders were a lot. Um, but overall, like I feel like I'm being harsh on this movie. I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really fun. And it was just not quite as good as the first one. But it was still a really good movie to me. He's great. He's funny. All of the, the you know, the comedy works on multiple different levels for multiple people. I thought a lot of it was funny as well. Yeah. And I thought some of the new characters were great. And I thought him in the hotel was was awesome. Yeah. And it, him checking into the hotel and all of his things like, I'm 10. Like, do you really think that I would be alone? Of course not. Like, yeah. Every time He's he does so that. He's so good at that stuff. That stuff is so great. Um, when, what's his name? Tim Curry. Tim Curry. When Tim Curry comes in and he has the blow up clown and he's playing his uncle in the shower singing. Mm-hmm. It's great. That was an awesome scene. So I, I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It just couldn't... It, I don't think it could have been better. It couldn't have lived up. No, it was just never going to be as good as the first time. But maybe that's what they thought. Like, well, yeah. let's make the gags and the, the jokes and the... You and know, we the watched this scene. movie, you know, seven days apart for an audience in 1994 or five, whatever, saw it for the first time. I mean, it had been two years... Um, they were probably really welcoming to these same gags, you know, sure. like, yeah. oh yeah, the, the little kid pees the bed. That's right. Oh, yeah. I love it. Freaking Fuller. Fucking Frank is cheap again. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me it was like, wow, I can't believe they're just making the same movie. So do you guys want to give it a rotten score or I mean a rotten tomato score? Yeah, I would say it's like a, an 82. Wow. It's pretty, pretty I was going to go 84. Oh my God. I like, um, I liked this movie. It's a 76 for me watchable i dude if my kids want to watch it every year i'm sure i will but yeah it's not quite the magic of the first one 
Okay. Agree to disagree. So, <laughs> guys, that is it. That's all the time we have this week on this uh, episode of the Nordies Podcast. And uh, check out our sports cast where we uh, talk about the Gophers. We talk about the Vikings, the ups and downs of Minnesota sports, some wild, some wolves, lots of things to talk about. Until then, thanks for listening to the Nordies Podcast. Thank you.